Welcome to That's What She Pled with attorneys Christina Goldberg and Julie Lurson from Lurson Goldberg LLC, law powered by women. It's time to shake up the old standards of law and of business. Join these two witty, intelligent, and sassy female business owners who are taking their industry by storm, challenging stereotypes, and shattering ceilings. These two are on a mission to educate, empower, and support not only their own clients, but other powerhouse female entrepreneurs. Come for a laugh and stay for the vibe as Julie and Christina hold nothing back and share the truth of what it is to be female attorneys and business owners through discussion of current events, original stories, and inspiring guests. Now, on to the show. Law powered by women. Yeah, it's a thing, and it's something that can work for you. Julie Larson and Christina Goldberg know the ins and outs of today's law, and you might be surprised at the unusual twists and turns. How about a big insurance company ordered to pay $5 million to a woman who contracted herpes in a car? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And we'll get to that. I'm Patrice Sikora. And before we talk STDs and insurance, Julie and Christy, tell me the story behind Law Powered by Women. So in our initial podcast, I, I use the word serendipity. It honestly apl- it applies, I think, more to how we landed Um, as law powered by women. We started out as going into practice together and we kept having clients and people tell us, hey, it's so awesome. You know, there's two women, that's so cool. And we would sort of, you know, chuckle and think, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're one of many women lawyers and it kept happening and it kept happening. And then finally we thought, you know what? Maybe we're missing something here. And, you know, we were trading these, these stories about, yeah, this has happened yet again. And so we took a step back and sort of, you know, changed our, our position and, and, you know, suddenly realized, you know what, this, this is something let's, let's brainstorm. And one thing led to another and we became law powered by women and that same sort of, you know, amazement and, you know, just support and positive feedback for the most part has just <laughs> kept on. So what do you think, Christy? Did I yeah. do that no, justice? That's exactly right. Yeah. And it really, it really hit us. And we actually had a couple of advertising companies reach out to us and say, you guys are pretty cool. Why aren't you, why aren't you marketing this? And it was just such a funny thing to Julie and I, because we, we fell into place together and it wasn't, it wasn't a thought in our minds. And so every time it happened, it was, gosh, it's, I mean, thanks. That's okay. But yeah, we're great. We're happy. We're good. But it really took it took a good solid year of us continuing to hear the same things for us to finally go, okay, okay. All right. So yeah, I mean, uh, that's exactly, that's exactly how it happened. Not to be confused with law that only helps women, which I think is the sort of the downside to our, our, our trademark, right. Is, is that a lot of times we have the, the misconception that we only represent women. And that's absolutely not true. Probably at this point, if we were to, to, to take stock of our, our active cases, I, I would bet you, we have more active cases with men than with women, but you know what, it's really worked out well for us. How did you come up with the name though? Why, you know, usually it's Lurson and Goldberg or Goldberg and Lurson and no, it's law powered by women. Well, we're both, we're, we're Lurson Goldberg. That was our, you know, original. And, you know, we had a tagline, which, you know, worked, but it wasn't particularly noteworthy. So anyway, what we, what we did in answer to your 
your question, Patrice, is we really sat down and, and literally brainstormed hours. Yeah. Cause we wanted to try a different the right thing. Right. You, you can't, yeah, you gotta be really careful if this is going to be it. And you've got to be thinking with an eye on this is the future. So if whatever our firm becomes, this is always what it is going to going to have as, as the tagline. This is what we're trying to create and, and, and thinking in such broad terms made it really, really difficult, but it was, we went through some yellow notepads and a lot of scribbling. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted it to have longevity. Um, we didn't want to have to be reimagining ourselves, you know, in two more years or whatever. And it's the right choice. It is. And we find new ways that it has been really beneficial to us. It, it, it sticks with people. Um, I mean, even something as simple as doing a Google search for injury attorneys um, and they have, you know, these local ads and suddenly there's a photo associated with it. <laughs> and it's broadly speaking, populated by white men, oftentimes with beards. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we don't have beards and we're not so, you know, we just stand out in that way too. And then one thing leads to another and if people kind of get who we are. It makes sense to them mm-hmm. and it works just, for them. Just mm-hmm. out of curiosity, what were some of the runner up ideas? Remember oh, them? That was six years ago. All right. All right. All right. I don't know what yeah. I had for dinner last night. <laughs> um, Do you, knowing me, I probably still have all oh, of those scribbles saved somewhere, but I don't, I don't remember what the back, I don't remember. No, no, this one just, and it's so funny because it was one of those, like it didn't, it didn't have to, to sit. It didn't have to marinate. We didn't have to think on it for very long when it came out. It was like, Oh, mm-hmm. that it sounded right. It flowed right. It just, it felt, it felt right immediately. So yeah, that was just it. And then forget the rest. All right. All right. The analogous experience, Patrice, is when we um, decided that we wanted to get into the podcasting arena and we sat down with our yellow pads and spent a couple hours brainstorming and trying Mm -hmm. to come up with ideas, themes, and, and what we wanted to call it. And we had, we actually, we had a lot of good stuff and I think that's, that was the same experience we had six years ago or whatever, but you know, eventually we, when, once we got to, that's what she pled, it was like, bingo, mm-hmm. <laughs> the light that's was it. on <laughs> Right so, here. We are law powered by women. That's what that's she pled. Nice. That's what right. types of cases do you take and why? And why? Ooh. So we handle personal injury, which is a, it's an umbrella. There are obviously every single case is different and there is a reason to take and to not take a case. And there are times that we can be very, very helpful to potential clients. And there are times that we actually decide that us not getting involved is more helpful to that potential client, which is one of the things that we really, I think we're very proud of the way that we we handle our practice in, in, in that regard. You know, there are an awful lot of times that we could take a case on and, and take a fee from it or, or, or take a part of what that, that potential client could get very easily and, and have no qualms doing it, but that's just not who we are. Anyway, we, you know, your standard run of the mill, we'll do auto accidents, you know, liability incidents, we'll do slip and falls, dog bites. Those are, are, are tragic cases. And a lot of times there's very little we can actually do just because of the laws in Florida, wrongful death claims, bike accidents, pedestrian accidents, trucking accidents. You know, we've done 
premises liability cases that have nothing to do with a slip and fall or you know they get they get very involved just having to do with some sort of negligence by an employee somewhere it runs the gamut really mm -hmm. and and we just listen to the facts of each case and decide is this really something that we can we can manage i mean we pretty much draw the line um, medical malpractice is such a niche field that if we feel like we really cannot specialize and focus our practice on that, we don't want to handle it at all. We're not doing anybody favors to sort of take a stab. So we'll refer those out, but anything else we ready and willing. I mean, I, I think Christie's covered the entire gamut and I, I, back to the six years ago, how we came up with law powered by women. One of the things we very intentionally thought about because we've always wanted to be able to grow and not just practice in the injury law arena. That's what Christina and I do, but we wanted it to be able to allow us to branch into other practice areas. So as we continued to grow and, and that sort of thing, we added a second practice area of estate planning elder law a couple of years ago. And so um, that works beautifully. I think moving forward, I can envision that family law will be another part of the umbrella of um, law powered by women legal services that we provide. Yeah. In addition to the injury law, we, we help folks, you know, who just started a family. Now they have kids to think about, or they're older, or they just moved to the state of Florida, or they've had some other sort of life altering, changing event. They've gotten divorced. They've gotten remarried. And so, you know, estate planning is um, an important piece of, yeah. of, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Or people. they've just moved to Florida, like the rest of the entire nation. <laughs> some people have some. Yeah, that's true. You haven't yet. No, I have not. Although my son is there. Oh, is he? Okay. Yes, he is. Okay. okay. So you visit. Uh, yes, I do. I do. Yeah. It's hot down there. It is. Yes, it is. This week, I think I saw a 95 every day, no rain. All and right. the humidity, let's talk humidity here. What do you do uh... with your hair? What do you do with your hair? <laughs> you see, I purposely curl mine and hairspray it so that it looks like when the humidity takes over, I meant to do it that way. <laughs> no, that's fun. All right. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> um, I, I got, with respect to myself, not Christy. <laughs> Her right. hair looks beautiful. Thank what, you. What should... A potential client expect when they contact you? Well, they're, they're going to get me or they're going to get Christina. They're not mm -hmm. going to get, you know, a staff person. They're, they're going to have an opportunity to sit down face to face or via zoom or over the phone, whatever, whatever they want at our offices, or we can, we, we will go out and, you know, meet with them where it's convenient, but they're getting us and that's from start to finish throughout the life of their um, case with us. If they want to talk to us, all they have to do is call. Yeah. It's pretty simple, um, yeah. which isn't necessarily how other injury firms practice. I mean, there's, you know, there's different ways to do this, but we make it a point. It is a priority for us that when you hire an attorney, you're, you're getting the attorney. Right. Christy. Yeah. Uh, same. Yeah. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is. I actually had a client come in last week who said had had a former attorney and just was not happy with that attorney and said, I want somebody who's actually going to be there and pay attention to my, my file. And when I communicate that I'm actually getting that person's attention said that with this former attorney, um, she and her husband had walked into the office 
um, with a new auto accident wanting to wanting to handle it that way. And were they were turned away by the person at the desk saying, no, we only do that by phone. Okay. So not our style, not our practice. I understand things have changed since with COVID and offices have, have largely, you know, shut down or gone remote, whatever it is, but I couldn't understand why with such a difficult schedule, she was insisting on, on, on meeting in person. And now I understand why is because she was literally turned away by the last one, but that just, you know, Julie and I've decided, you know, when we, if we get to the point where we are just, we are too busy for our clients, we're doing something wrong. Our, our clients are what keep us going. So always, always you have a direct line to our emails. You have the ability to, to text us at any time. You have the ability to call our office. And if we're not immediately available, be put on our calendars. So we definitely handle things a lot differently here. That does not mean that we don't have support staff. Of course we do, but we are, we are the ones earning the fee that, that we are charging. So, you know, that just, that means a lot to us. And I think that that, you know, we thrive on, on positive reviews and we thrive on personal referrals and continue to get referrals from former clients and, and other colleagues and different, um, different professionals in the area, because they know when they refer somebody over here, they know what, what that person is going to get. And that's a huge reflection on, on, on the person doing the referring, but yeah, that's, we, I like to think we're special in, in that regard. The personal touch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It means a lot to us. Yeah. Client centered. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, in the previous podcast, you also mentioned the fact that you wanted to, in these podcasts, mention something, current events, perhaps in the news. And I just teased a story that you told me about. And I went and looked up and went, you've got to be kidding me. But <laughs> we're talking about an insurance company being told to pay for an STD. Mm-hmm. Um, who wants to take this? <laughs> I'm sure we both have something to add about it. Julie, you not actually, from personal experience. <laughs> no, no. And this no. isn't even a Florida case. Exactly. No. What is it? Missouri? Yeah, it's Missouri. Missouri, Kansas. Close enough, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. There you go. I mean, we both, it's funny because we both started kind of researching and pulling up the orders and reading, you know, for, for us, the, the geeky part of it is the, the judge's you know, the reasoning and, and talking about the statute and why this statute doesn't apply in this, you know, X, Y, Z, but really the, the juicy part, the part that you hear on all the media outlets is, is the, the uproar. Oh my gosh. Can you believe? Yeah, I can believe it. Oh, (laughs) did I say that? (laughs) It was a $5.2 million decision in favor of this gal who had unprotected sex in a car with somebody she'd been dating for a short while. And ultimately the courts said that she was entitled to $5.2 million. What was the reasoning? Well, you have to be careful because again, this is Missouri and not Florida. Mm -hmm. And so Julie and I can talk very specifically about what we think would happen in Florida for Missouri, basically. And the first thing I thought was, well, wait a minute. If I can understand being upset at someone if they intentionally sort of, if you have unprotected um, intercourse and, and they are aware that they have this condition and, and so sort of more of an intentional act, but if it's an intentional act, it's typically mm-hmm. going to be not covered by any sort of liability policy, right? An insurance company um, excludes intentional acts. So my initial feeling was, well, gosh, if it wasn't intentional, how can you negligently, maybe he really didn't know. Anyway, the facts say that, that he, sort of kind of knew that he had a condition, but he didn't realize 
that the condition that he had would could be transferred in this manner. So negligence, that's what was established. Mm-hmm. And what the Missouri court, now there are a couple of suits pending. So there's one in the state court, there's one in the federal court, but the the most recent appellate decision out of the, the Western District of Missouri was basically that, listen, she, the injured party made a claim, sent Geico communication saying, hey, this happened. I want you to pay me. I think she demanded a million dollars. Which was the um, policy. Right. Which limit. is the policy limit. Geico basically held up its middle finger and said, <laughs> no. We're not covering that. So she went ahead and she did her thing. She arbitrated her suit with the, uh, what should we call him? The donor and the guy with the thing in his throat, right? (laughs) Exactly. So she arbitrated and got an arbitration award of 5.2 million and then went ahead and, and filed the formal, the formal judgment action. And it is at that point that Geico said, Whoa, we didn't have an opportunity to defend ourselves and the court now on appeal twice now has said, sorry, you had an opportunity and you chose not to take advantage of it. So she did this right. Mm-hmm. So that's procedurally more. It's kind of it's a little geeky, but so interesting. That's what's happening. And then there's a federal court case that Geico filed separately, separate and distinct from this one that basically is asking a federal court to determine. Wait a minute. Facts aside, do we do we actually owe coverage under this particular circumstance and according to the policy language? Now, the policy language is not something we have in front of us, so we can't say, but that's the, that's kind of the idea of it. But I mean, everything's looking like, I mean, doesn't it make you wonder though, who might benefit from the 5.2 million? Are they still together? If they were still together, would there be testimony to that effect? I find it hard to believe they'd still be together after this. Well, they were dating for about a month, apparently. And this was back in 2017. Obviously, yeah. it's now 2022, which perhaps, you know, is somewhat of a, a testament to that justice can take time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So the declaratory judgment action, that's what they call those when you basically you go to the court and you ask them, hey, look at this contract, this policy of insurance, and tell us under this contract whether or not the particular allegation of negligence would apply. So that's still pending, but now under Florida law, for instance, because we have different types of coverage, Florida law does not require any sort of liability insurance for injuries. So that wouldn't be in uh, in this particular instance, unless the policy carried it, that wouldn't be an issue. But what would be an issue is under our um, HIP sort of our medical coverage. The statute says if it's arising out of the ownership, maintenance, or use of a motor vehicle, it's payable. Well, well, it's used they were using the motor vehicle. The motor vehicle. <laughs> yeah. So in, in Florida, the, the assessment would be largely the same. I would still be curious to see the policy language about, about that. But the Florida legislature certainly has not seen it fit to narrow, you know, the word use. They haven't put permissible use or, or normal use. Well, maybe that's normal. I was going to well, say, exactly. and say permissible and normal. I think it depends what age you might be. Right. Well, interestingly, and and this kind of goes off into the weeds, there's been a preliminary issue in the federal court case on on a different, well, what it had to do was the the parties don't have their, like, for instance, it's not Julie Larson, it's JL versus whoever the guy is Mm -hmm. and his initials. And so the issue, the preliminary issue is whether or not they can continue to proceed just in a quasi anonymous status or not. But in, in deciding that 
issue, the court observed essentially that sex in a car and the transmission of STDs is actually pretty commonplace. <laughs> so, you know, oh, I don't know that that bodes well for Geico unless they're, unless their insurance or their contract of insurance specifically yeah. excludes exactly. sexual activity in a car. I don't know. So for, for Christy and me, these are sort of geeky, weird, weedy issues, but it's, it's kind of the thing that makes our blood, you know, <sighs> yeah, exactly. So uh, maybe the moral, the ultimate moral of the story is, this is pretty complicated, weedy stuff. You, there's no reason why, you know, Joe bag of donuts on the street would really have any reason to know whether or not he's got protection. Uh, I see what you but did on there. Pol- um, <laughs> under his policy of insurance for something like that or not. So give, give your friendly injury attorneys a call. Actually, we don't do the defense, but if uh, you happen yeah, you to have been injured because you, anyway, because you're yeah, fun. Right. Right. right exactly. All right. Okay. Okay. So um, have we, <laughs> yeah, I think we, we rest have. here. We rest here. Um, I just think responsibility, it comes back to that, doesn't it? really does on somebody's part yes well yeah yeah. i mean well uh, to be fair i think at arbitration she asked for an award of nine point something and they only gave her five point something million because she participated Mm -hmm. well and listen she might have had some protection just not the appropriate kind of protection true that's very true so you know there's that i'll leave it at that (laughs) all right well on that note how can listeners reach you? Well, we're, obviously we're everywhere. So we are <laughs> we are at lawpoweredbywomen.com. We are on every social media channel. You know what? We don't have a TikTok, so maybe, <sighs> maybe yeah. That's that's believe me, that's in your favor. <laughs> Is it in our favor? I don't know. There are some pretty great attorneys out of Miami who are the shut the fuck up attorneys. They're great on TikTok, I have to say. Wow. Okay. They're the criminal They're, they do attorneys. criminal defense. So yeah, it's a if this happens. Words, shut the yeah, it's great. That's anyway, um, but we're on all social media platforms uh, other than TikTok. Yeah, and we're we're just here in bright, sunny, hot, humid Florida, and we're the ones that don't have facial hair in those local service <laughs> ads that populate. If you <laughs> declare, and, and you are the host of this podcast. That's exactly. So follow this exactly. podcast to make sure you know when a new episode is ready for you, and please rate, review, and share with others. Thank you for listening to That's What She Pled podcast. Don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lurson Goldberg lawyers. The content has been made available for general informational and educational purposes only and may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. The content is not intended to be a substitute for legal advice from your individual attorney, and the information provided does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice.